this has been like the coolest day. Um, I get to like hang out right now with Yoshi, who I love so much. Yoshi, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Oh, thank, thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the invite. <laughs> Sorry about yesterday. Uh, uh, I didn't pay attention to your text. <laughs> so we were supposed to be yesterday. You didn't pay attention. Yeah. No, it was miscommunication. It's okay. Don't, yeah. don't ever. I'm so not worried about it. Like, um, the fact that I even get to hang out with you at all is cool. So yesterday he was going to, we were going to record yesterday and it just yeah. didn't work out. So instead we get to hang out today and I just like ate an awesome yummy lunch and. Sanku chicken. Yeah. Which is super good. There and was uh, an episode of um, Curve Your Enthusiasm where Larry Davis' character went to a Palestinian chicken joint and across from a Jewish one, <laughs> that Palestinians, what I heard was based on Zanko chicken, so. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that's what I Wait, I did heard. he go to it because he liked the chicken better from the Palestinian No, there was place a or? Palestinian girl who were willing to have sex with him. With Larry David? <laughs> yeah, so he went there, but all the Jewish friends were mad at him for going to Palestinian side. You know, it's typical Larry David, curvy enthusiasm right. episode. That's hilarious. It was based on this place. Uh-huh. This place is good. You know what I love about this place, too? One of my favorite features is the gender-neutral bathrooms. Have you oh. ever noticed that on the door? There's it's two bathrooms. Probably not. It's probably <laughs> what they did in response to yeah. all the gen, uh, you know, the gender issues lately. But they just... There's a couple of other places around L.A. who have done that. Which I lo- I'm so L.A., Yoshi. Like, you and I are not from... LA, we were not born here, obviously. No, You're not but from here. We both here. love LA. I yeah. love LA. Like, it's my favorite. And I have LA days. And so I just. It's love really it. confusing, even for me. Like, what's your pronoun? You know, like, if you listen to this particular episode, it's quite obvious I <laughs> I destroy grammar, you know? <laughs> so, so it's not like I'm being rude. Like, what do you mean? It's my second language, so like Esther Cool always making fun of me for my uh, lack of my articles and, and my, um, I don't know, I just I don't really pay attention to it, you know. In Japanese, we don't have articles. so Ar- Articles, oh, in your, like in a your, and oh. Like and all that stuff. Right. You know? <coughs> so somebody's correcting me with pronouns because somebody's because sexual orientation. They're like, like, they're like, oh, you, you're I'm not. not deliv- <laughs> I'm not deliberately being rude. It's just like. I, I, are you listening to what I'm saying? Like, I have complete disregard for grammar, so... Yeah, it has nothing yeah. to do with... You know, um... But it is a very confusing time. Yeah, somebody who only speaks English, like, you, you, you your birth language, you, you grew up speaking Japanese, then you yeah. learn a whole other language, and somebody's all making fun of you, like, ha-ha, you don't know how to speak my language. <laughs> is that what you mean? I'm, o- I'm, o- I'm okay, with, okay with that, but... With the whole transgender community, I mean... Uh, I mean, we w- we talked about this before. I I used to work in uh, the Porn Valley, um, working on their DVDs. So I'm quite familiar with transgender people, you know. Right. <coughs> and uh, when just to backtrack a little bit, so everybody understands, what did you work do in the porn industry? Um, I I love this, but so sorry, coughing a lot. By the way, Yoshi, you guys should know is an amazing comedian. Amazing, by the way, I love your comedy. You're oh, amazing. thanks. Um, <laughs> you're one of the two people <laughs> now stop um so before moving to la i was working for adult business retail just basically a porn shop three different shop in washington state what did you do just a clerk like sales counter. yeah that must have been fascinating <coughs> to be in a, a store and like people just come in and you like help them get different stuff yeah that they it's need. i always tell people like if you go to apple store you have a genius bar or whatever oh you're the porn genius yeah 
I call it pervert bar, you know. <laughs> pervert bar. <laughs> but over the period of time, you learn to give empathy to people, you know. I, th- I think there's tons of people that go in and um, most of the customers are men, but, uh, but, but a lot of them, you know. Like I had cases where guys will come in and say they would look for a particular kind of movie you know, like <coughs> oral sex or whatnot, and and uh, once they get, they like talking to us because we're just scumbags that work at the porn shop. <laughs> we're not going to judge them because right. they really have no one to talk to. So they will say things like, "I love my wife. I don't want to cheat on her, but once we got married, she stopped giving him oral sex. She's he's willing to do it to her, but um, I don't know how." to react to that you know like it's, it's one thing if, if she never done it before but after marriage she just stops stops and so they get those bullshit videos and i know a lot of people think porn consumers are perverts but i've seen that side of a um you know people that they're lonely or their inability to their talk to their partners and i'm not trained clinically to help them but i tried to be compassionate about it you know and and i I became very uh compassionate for gay people because after a while uh, even if you didn't grow up with like knowing gay people they have their own needs too you know so like after a while it really wasn't that big a difference to me gay heterosexual was that a big exposure for you coming from japan <coughs> like it, it it's not, not well, i mean it's weird because in, in Japan, we don't have Christianity or uh, Judaism. So we don't have this strong feelings about sex that Westerners have, you know? Uh, Meaning how? Like more accepting or like? Pornography and uh, public nudity and things like that wasn't illegal until Westerners show up. You know, um, people used to walk around naked in Japan, like uh, when those guys pushing the rickshaws, they used to run around naked when the Americans showed up in the mid-1800s. Commodore Perry with black ship, they just appeared in like, I don't know, 1857 or something like that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> they were trying to force Japan to open to foreigners, and the Christians were just shocked that public nudity, um, public bath, and things like that. But to me... They just made things that was so natural, dirty, you know. That's what right. the, the religious people did. Um, and after World War II, they banned pornography. But in Japan, um, having sexual desires or want to see new, to us, for a long time was normal, you know. And um, we don't have any particular religion to tell you those thoughts are bad, you know. Right. Yeah. So, um, like going to with the whole family being nude in public bath, it's not a shameful thing, but they brought those ideas to Japan, you know. <coughs> and commenting I hear, like whenever um, people make fun of Japanese pornography, they have all this weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, like, I would say like it's, like, it's like German, like German porn is, well, because, okay, here's the thing. Japan's like the conquering nation, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys were kind of, no offense, but historically kind of, dicks of asia right kind of went in and, and fucked with other cultures and a lot like ja- like germany kind of yeah. is that way too right like and german porn and japanese porn kind of get that 
you know, down and dirty kind of rap, right? Wouldn't you say? Am I way out of line here? No. Um, there's many unintended consequences. So when you make um, American occupation in Japan after World War II, they they start promoting. Um, so prior to that, there was propaganda about how Japanese are portraying Americans and white people like devil. They're doing all these terrible things. After World War II, they were trying to change that image. And so you, you, you see those animation with a lot of the characters with big eyes. Uh -huh. That stuff started right after World War II because they want to portray Forstner like a good people now. So that's in there. That was fr coming from American culture or is coming from? American Commission under General MacArthur. And two, um, when you illegalize anything, there's always unintended consequences, right? Right. So if you have a s heavy censorship for pornography, Oh, yeah, then everybody wants it, really, and it gets way worse, right? The reason why you see all this weird Japanese animation or porn with tentacles and stuff, because uh -huh. they can't show dicks, so they start showing tentacles as a substitute. Uh -huh. So it wasn't like some weird Japanese culture where tentacles are fucking women and stuff like that, because they made this law, so it was like a loophole. So they do all this weird tentacle stuff because that's a substitute for putting. You can't if you can't show dicks in porn, they just put tentacles in. So anime. In, in Japanese porn, they cannot show dick. I mean, uh, they start doing it now, but for a long time, all this weird censorship laws, you know, um, which is so counter to everything that had led up to this time. <coughs> okay. Yeah, and and anybody who's in like Japan invading other countries, it's it's true too, but you have to remember. Um, Japan kicked all the foreigners like late 1600, early 1700s. Only Nagasaki were allowing foreigners to visit. The Dutch were allowed to go there, um, and they closed up the whole country to to the west. Who forced the Japanese to open their countries? It was Americans, you know, and they realized they're far uh, inferior in technology. So I'm I'm not justifying it, but they were minding their business. The country was forced to open. And they realize Westerners are too powerful, so they start acting like Westerners, and they start invading other Asian countries. Not the right thing to do, but I just don't like when um, when they accuse something. They don't know the other consequences when they were forced to open the countries. Who knows if if nobody ever showed up in Japan, then maybe they were never had the <coughs> reason to um, invade Asia. Sorry, I didn't know right. it's going to history uh, no, but podcast. All, all of this, I didn't know either, but all of this leads to tentacle porn, basically. It yes. all points it all points back to, to that. <laughs> I don't I don't mind anybody criticizing any country, but like um, I just don't don't like nitpicking. Mm. Like when I'm in Japan they say thing, terrible things of America, but like they're saying stuff, you know, based on T V and stuff. Like whenever show they show clips in the Middle East they're burning U.S. flags or right. doing something. I've been there many times. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's, it's fine. That shit happened in Virginia yeah. over the weekend. Yes, that's United States, but yeah, but when they see that in the around the world, <laughs> they think it's the whole, the whole country. country. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I know, I know. It's crazy. It's like a few crazies that do this awful stuff, and all it this terrible behavior get magnifying. You yeah. know, but um, oh, I know. No, when I was in um, London, not about two years ago. Um, some of my friends there were saying that they were afraid to come to America because of the violence that takes place yeah. here. And I was like, well, that's the news. I mean, it's really, <laughs> you know, but it was just interesting to hear their perspective. And 
I don't know. Yeah, you and I travel a lot. Yeah. Like, um, talk about pornography in Japan. I, uh, when I was in Okinawa, I saw the Banana Lady show. So, you know. Were you, were you, were you there Have for you the show? Have you ever done that? No, I was there working at military shows. So, okay. you know, there's that whole, like. I don't even know what that is. I've been to Okinawa, but um, There's I don't like know a lady there that does a show with a banana. I don't oh, know. Oh. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> yeah, one of I those. I could already imagine what you're She was. It was, it was pretty entertaining. Um, you but, I, but, but there's nothing else to do. so that's okay. But you know what? Oh, I, I've told this on the podcast before, but when the tsunami hit Okinawa, I was concerned for her safety. <laughs> Wait, you were there? No. I was just worried about the banana lady. Oh. Because oh. <laughs> she's the only person I knew of in Okinawa. I don't know. It just, like, I don't know. Oh, I was not there. Think no. But I, I think before we even started, you were asking about. No, yeah, well, that came from you because you said when you, you I asked what you're you were doing when you first moved here, and you said you were working in porn, which must oh. have been a, a mm-hmm. big shock for you because you just came from Japan. Like that's that was like one of your first gigs. The no, no, no. I mean, I, I had tons of other show. Um, I work, but um, working at the porn shop and working for adult business. It's, um, I mean, you do learn a lot about people, you know, and I think the problem is they, they, uh, they obviously fuck on the film. They're doing very intimate things. Right. But there's no intimacy in it. In porn? No. Yeah. And the problem, well, there's sometimes because you get to know the person, but so the problem is, believe me, I, I'm not an anti-pornographer, you know, but it's usually group of people, men usually, <coughs> looking for intimacy in things that there's no intimacy. In you mean in the actual porn when you're watching the porn? Yeah. Um, so okay, so these men are lo- want to look at porn. There's, there's there's something missing in their lives, so they think getting a they're getting porn. How, am I, I, I think it's just a stimulant, like a visual stimulant to help ejaculate faster and give them a fantasy. Because sometimes it's hard to be creative in the fantasy, right? Or sometimes just... It takes wha- everything... Um, they take... It actually kind of take a lot of that fantasy away, you know? Because most of the porn are pretty unimaginative, you know? You think so? You think so? Yeah, maybe you're right. Like, it becomes... Well, I mean, there's so much porn now. Like, we're all so porn-saturated that yeah. I feel like there's this whole different pressure... When people have sex, is like they have to, like, look. I mean, those dudes' dicks are unrealistic, and like the some of the things that. I mean, it's not all. It's not all, <laughs> how it sh- It's not how it's supposed to be all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I don't know, but but I think it helps, like, with masturbation to have the visual stimulant, right? I think so, but I hear so many different things from different people. Do you, you know watch porn, or are you just so burned out on it because you're? I um, like your I like your reaction, it's your expression. He kind of just moved his head. No, wait, before working for that company and working for retail, of course, and like any other guy, you'll watch it. But I watch so much of it, you know, like. I, by the way, I didn't even intend to talk about porn. No, no, I don't mind. <laughs> it's so I, funny because I, I talk about it too much on the podcast. I just, I, it just went through it. But go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. But like anytime you make work out of anything that you used to like, it, it really sucks any sort of joy out of it. Yeah, like I, mean, I don't watch a whole lot of stand-up anymore. I still love it, but I don't sit around and watch it that much yeah, like I used to. I don't blame you. I don't yeah, because we're around it so much. Like uh, my friends sometimes will come to a show and be like, you want to go watch the show? And I'm like, I can't just sit there. I can't sit still. Un- unless there's 
unless it's like Dave Chappelle or something, you know what I mean, yeah, Louis or something. I don't know. I mean, I can s I can watch for a while, even with them. I'm eventually, I'm, uh, you know, I actually watched um, Michael Ian Black recently because I went was at a comedy festival, and he, we headlined one night, and he was there the next, and he was great. I had so much fun watching him. Who was this? Uh, Michael Ian Black. He's really funny. I know. I know. He doesn't work around here. He's amazing. I, I really enjoyed his show. Yeah. But that's the last time I sat through a whole hour. And so it's just not that often. I can't keep track. There's just, just so so many people right. doing it now. Yeah. Uh, not a complaint. He just, and believe me, just because I don't know, that doesn't mean. No, I know. Just no, there's just so many people. There's so many, yeah. So, yeah, you get, so you're, you're kind of burned out on that whole industry then. I would imagine. Um, yeah. It, I've been kind of changing a little bit because I work with David Hill a lot, mm -hmm. and I love his jokes. So I, I ended up like, I've always been like, it's never been like a story. It's like one set up and punchline kind of guy, you know. For you? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, these days, there's been times, uh, half the time, if it's a really long set, and they 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 don't if they're okay with your stories. I've been kind of talking about, like, Jesus, 18, 19 years I was working that business, you know? And it, 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 I get kind of jaded, so stuff that is seems so obvious to me, but um, just talking about that stuff in general, public kind of, they're really interested in hearing it, you know? Yeah, it's fascinating, it really is. We got onto this just from talking about the transgender bathrooms. Yeah. Isn't that um, crazy? Yeah. Or not transgender, gender neutral <coughs> bathrooms, I should say. Because they they really are really interesting. Because I I remember um, one of the gal, trans, uh, she was turning into male transgender person. That was coming into the porn shop. Um, no, it was. I think it might have been porn shoe, but she said something really interesting because when you do that, you take. So if you're a female and become want to become a man, you take male hormones, and if you're female, you take more testosterone. Right. Because yeah. we're s it's all hormones, right? That yeah. make you f yeah. And. In wow. She said that she was shocked. Now that she has male testosterone. Well, she's transgender. She was transitioning from a woman into a man. Man. Okay, so now she has a male testosterone. How? And 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 she said. I cannot believe how most of men could have such a restraint when they see women. Uh, of course, nobody condone rape, uh, sexual assault, and things like that. But it's impossible for women to know the urges that men have. And here's a woman, born woman, taking male testosterone. Now she could understand. Oh, we should all have that. Uh, somehow, I wouldn't want to take testosterone, but to be able but to you know identify like what that's she's like. She's not justified. She's, right. she's anti-rape no, as well. No, no, no. I understand what you're saying. But she, she doesn't know feel. when a woman tease men. She, have the, 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 she was saying, my God, women have no idea because there's urges because of testosterone. Right. And, you know. It's so powerful, <laughs> right? Inversely, when a man takes estrogen, that person becomes very sympathetic to women because man has no idea what women go through. You know, that the crab. I mean, that the monthly, even even man taking. I think it's called Primarian. You you have a crampy, cramp like PMS like cramp. You know, and, and they're in pain. So this is a person with 
physiologically man. That gets but, to experience what it's like to be a woman. Yeah, you know. Wow, that's so, fascinating. So, so when you talk to transgender people, um, I've done over like 200, 300 movies with them. And in the beginning, I thought it was weird, but like, they're just like anyone else. But when you talk to them, they're probably the most wisest people you know because they know what it is to be man and woman. Right, just you from know, a hormonal standpoint, yeah. People are always fighting, you know. I mean, there's also like verbal miscommunication between the two, you know. Constantly, but, uh, right? But this hormonal stuff is a big thing, you know, so. Well, it goes back to what I said when we first, I was like, one of the things that has been on my mind lately is that I feel like the dialogue I have between my brain and my pussy yeah. is completely different than the dialogue a man has between his brain and his dick. And so, because my, my brain is going to say, like, like, or how would it go? Like, let's think about this for a second. So, like, it'd be like, hey, hey, pussy. Like, he doesn't really like you. <laughs> and yeah. the pussy's going to be like, or the, or, or the, or the pussy's going to say, he doesn't really like you. He just wants me. And the brain is going to be like, no, he likes me. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and the guy's conversation between the dick and the brain is just not even like a conversation. <laughs> right? I don't know. I'm just assuming. But, like, what are you, what are you thinking? How? <laughs> I think it's, I don't know. I think it, and I was going to say one more thing is that maybe it's also sort of a, a man wants to, primal urge is to spread his seed and be with as many women as possible and sure. then protect the woman that he's with until the child is born, but maybe not much longer after. I don't know. You know, um, work in that business and I read a lot and whenever I read interesting article by social scientists or scientists talking about sex, you know, I will usually email them because I had a question or something. <coughs> and changed my life when I wrote this guy, Ogi Ogas. He's a professor at Harvard right now. He wrote a book called Billing Wicked Thoughts. Ooh. It's, it's <laughs> I it's like the title. <laughs> yeah, it's called Billing Wicked Thoughts because he's a statistical neuroscientist. And it's called Billing Wicked Thoughts because he did this research 10, 15, maybe 15 years ago when it was legal back then, but he had access to a billion internet search when the men search porn and stuff oh. and studied like um, patterns for men's sexuality and desire. Um, he also tried to study women, but lesbian women particularly is very hard to study. They're really mis very mystifying for social <laughs> scientists because I like the word mystifying because if all my and lesbian listeners <laughs> you're mystifying. mystifying I love because that because um, men if you see individual men walking down the street you can't necessarily figure out what they're into but if you have a, over a billion internet search you s you're noticing a certain pattern what men, men are into both heterosexual and gay men but uh, because men tend to be visual what they like but uh, women, it's not necessarily that's the case. They like more psychological cues, especially lesbians. They don't they're not necessarily a porn consumer, so you don't have any sort of statistics to figure out what they're into, you know. So he was saying les women are very difficult to figure out, but even more so lesbians because um, they don't have uh, actual data to figure out what they're really into. But anyway, in the book, it's interesting. You learn a lot about male sexual desires like for example <coughs> do you know what's the four body parts that men google for their se uh, sexual desires and their thing it's it's the same guess? same t 
top four, whether you're black, white, Asian, white, North America, in, in Russia, or Middle East, or Africa, it's the same top four body parts of men's search, always the same top four. Okay. I, 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 I'm not, I should guess, but just go ahead and tell me. No, no, guess, no. guess. Eyes? No. No, because that would be I a I never heard anybody. <laughs> you really don't watch porn. No, I do watch porn. Um, I'm, I'm kind of so, joking. So I'm actually joking. So honestly, I'm joking. Um, yeah, tits, obviously. Yeah, right? that's one. Is that the first one? Uh, just one, one of the so, four. Okay, so boobs. Yeah. Butt? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm doing well now. Um, feet? Yes. Wow. I'll be sh okay, uh, that's very impressive, but most people don't get the fourth one. I got it Hold right. Hold on. I mean, I'm, I want to say pussy, but I'm going <laughs> to be wrong. Um, that's when I would have gone with eyes, actually, for the fourth one. I would have said, uh, but let's think. Um, uh, there's an explanation for every one of them. Let me think. If it's You've got the butt, you've got the tits. Mouth, lips. No. No. These are men's top four I'm things to do. I'm just thinking, like, places to put it. What? What's the fourth one? Dicks. <laughs> yes, because it's men. So you've got the whole... Uh, also, a man would be interested in other what other dicks look like, maybe, too. Like, I don't know. Most heterosexual men do not search dicks for because um, yeah, they they're into <laughs> it. And it's, 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 it's always... <laughs> there's always a woman in the picture. The reason why they look for dicks is because... Women's reaction to their dicks—they're not—they don't want like a foot picture of two naked guys standing. They're not interested unless they're gay. Right. So, so, so it's, it's a psychological reason. So, if they do search like little white chick, big black monster dicks, because they want to see the girl's reaction to big dicks. That's why they search dicks. Now, <laughs> well, feet. The they want to imagine they're the guy in the video, and she goes, "Yay!" <coughs> right? Yeah, just their their just excitement or their visual reaction to. That's why they're into that. Feet is because when the women get pregnant, their feet get bigger, a quarter, one eighth to a quarter inch bigger because the hormones release a pregnancy. Right, your feet expand. Expand. Right. So they're looking for smaller feet because they're looking for somebody to impregnate. And I. Maybe they're, they're not conscious of the Of course you're not conscious of that. That's crazy. So guys like girls with little feet. That it, well, S Japanese used to bond. Um, Chinese. Uh, Chinese. <laughs> Sorry. Wrong Asian culture. But they used to um, bind foot binding. Yeah, because yeah. to them, that was uh, keep as small as possible. It's beautiful to them aesthetically. Yeah. It doesn't look pretty to me. but No. So... Feet is an indication that they're not either they're pregnant or not pregnant. Wow. So symmetrical, clear feet. And uh, to me, uh, this is something Russell Peter always laughed, but to me, when you look at some uh, women's feet, it's basically their biological credit report. Because how the feet looks, you could probably use your tail the rest of the body. God, I need a pedicure. <laughs> That's because so you're always standing on it, you know. So if you have manicure, symmetrical, and they're in healthy shape, chances are, that person's probably healthy. Now, the reason the reason why breast and ass is because unlike the fat that surround their stomach and legs, those are the fat that you need to day-to-day -day operation, like walk around and work. Right. The fat that surround the breast and ass is the uh, necessary fat for having a healthy baby. So once again, you're not consciously aware of that, but um, Ogi Olga's and uh, just e other evolutionary biologists said, it's it's a sexual cue indication of healthy partner, and they will have health, healthy babies. 
so if you have and this has all connection with transgender how, stuff by the way how do the like fuller breasts are better or perky breasts or i mean like is it it's just a healthy there is a term uh, android fats i can't remember it's in the book there's a two different kind of fats that everybody have but the type of fats uh, type of fats that uh sustain life and give you energy to have a healthy baby and give a birth is surrounding breast and ass so <coughs> but we're not conscious of that but well, we're, had, we are. We're just. It was just. It's a constant running computer in our, in our subconscious. Yeah. It's like, wow. And so, we, what are women looking at? We we what we require for a successful provider, I guess, or whatever it that's is. A, that's a that's a that's a that's a ding 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 ding. You're very you're correct about that. Um, so. I had this really uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation. During the San Diego Comic Con like five years ago, um, I don't know if you know a Adrian Curry. She was the America's Next Top Model. Um. Uh, she was married to one of the Brady. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know who you're talking about. I don't know her. Very nice, very sweet. She was on the panel with me. A uh, couple more people, I don't remember their names. And the host was Chris Gore from an Attack of the Show. So we were on it. And without hesitation, there's like 700 people in the room. Probably couple hundred kids so he knows I work in adult business so from front of everybody he asked me what was my theory on um, some women's fantasy uh, of rape fantasy so this is why he, he asked me okay and why why some women have a rape fantasy or or what they do have it yeah they do have it but Practicality dictates that you can't go public and say you're into rape fantasy because there's all the idiots might come and rape you. Right. So. Right, so and then and then <coughs> now you've just said that you want to get raped or whatever. Yeah, that's and that's yeah. So how does that's most crazy. how does most Ugh. women explore those kind of edgy, dark fantasy right. without getting um, any sort of like a public danger by through vampire novels. Because if you, if you look at vampire novels, um, the language that they use, just about every scenes where the vampire seduces a woman, okay, so he's a bat flying to the bedroom middle of the night in the women's room, right? Reappears well, the, the act and seduces. It's always very sexual, anyways, where they're drinking their blood or whatever. Biting their neck. Yes. And the word that they keep using, ravish her, on and on. Yeah. But if you just break down the words that they use and describe how they do it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a rapist. Well, yeah, it's a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's it's like women when they're dating guys in prison. Some women like danger, but this is a safe danger because he's in prison. You could visit, you know, sometimes women like to play with fire. So they go to prison. Um, you could talk to that person for an hour, but they're protected, you know. Um, and so you, you look at like uh, Twilight. The main character, uh, the Pattinson guy, to play them. <coughs> so he's tall, good-looking. He's lived over a hundred years. So even though he looks like a 17, 18 year Adonis, women like that. But he has a maturity of a man of a hundred years. That's a very enticing uh, psychological cue. He's well dressed. He's 20 to 30 times stronger than a man because he's a vampire. Could protect her. Uh, the family's wealthy, so there's all these psychological cues that 
women like. Like if you look at any romance novels, it's the same kind of the picture indication of, unlike men, women are not necessarily always judging men by their looks and stuff, you know? Uh, well, <laughs> hey. Okay. Well, you know, <coughs> but if you look at those covers, uh, Oki does an outstanding job in that book explaining good-looking, physically able to protect himself, social status, you know, all these things are necessary. So, and I, I, I try to be fair with everyone. Like, I don't understand these guys call these women like gold diggers, but like, but that's what they're supposed to do. You know, they make higher income. They have to not only think about themselves, but their offspring. They have to be with somebody protecting and providing, you know? So I, I, th I, I think the gold digging thing is, is when they like go for a sugar daddy and they don't like that person. They don't like they don't there's nothing about the person that they're with yeah they want to be with that person outside of the fact that that person is going to buy them a purse sure and then you're just like i mean like you know some disgusting fat slob that has a few extra bucks in his pocket and has like a sure 25 year old florida trashy girl or something that's that's when <coughs> people go oh what a creeper right or what a dumb girl she is like i think that's but I understand. But I, I, but I being understand. attracted to uh, somebody because they're able to take care of another person, and there's a, a certain love that forms. That's kind of different, right? Yeah, it it, it doesn't. I'm, I I don't judge people with that stuff. Right. Well, you shouldn't sit and judge people, but and you never know what's going on in people's hearts and minds. You don't. Trust me, I was judged for years for my relationship, and people yeah. don't get it. Which I didn't in hindsight or whatever. But you know, um, but. Okay, so, so I get the whole. I love the whole vampire thing because it is totally sexy. Like any those any, any are sort hot. of monster things, like werewolves or sea monsters. Yeah, I mean it's it's the same thing. No, this is my not my idea. It's tentacle porn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Okie talked about that, but what I didn't know during the um, San Diego Comic Con panel, I, as I'm explaining that idea, and people are kind of listening because they're. I think most people are interested in this kind of stuff. They're just afraid to talk about it in public right. or ask people because people get wrong idea. But I don't have a problem with it. <coughs> Halfway through my conversation, Adrian Curry goes, well, that makes sense because I was raped. Chris Gore knew that happened to her. I had no idea. So put me on the spot. Uh, you know, He just put me on the spot. That makes sense because I was raped? That's what she said, you know. Which part made sense? The... I don't know, but I, 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 it was like a little flabbergasted because I don't want to put her uncomfortable situation talking about because I didn't, I didn't know, you know. Um, to me, more you talk about uncomfortable stuff, it's better for everyone in the long run because people need, if people need help, but because they're af afraid of shame and stigma, they're not going to go for help, you know. Right. So people used to tell me, like, you should do clean shows, but just like working at the porn shop, I don't judge people. There's times genuinely they have questions. They don't know anywhere else to go. And when I do dirty shows and talk about that stuff, after the show, every once in a while, yeah, I have a one or two people want to talk to me because it's something that's been do bothering do them personally. Do you do clean shows? I don't think we, you and I have ever done anything clean together. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? And all of our When time. I work for Russell, I have to do super cleaner, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, because he works pretty clean right he could he's a, when you're a superstar you could talk about anything but, but his audience is I, I could only go so far with that audience so it's kind of good exercise but to me it's not even like a dirty thing it's like i'm just talking about things that people should be talking about you know like most 
most comedians, I think, and this is something I had a long conversation with Jim Norton, somebody I admire and I think is hilarious. Comedians, when they talk about rape or pedophile jokes, we're not saying that's great. It's just the most liberal people, especially these parents that took their kids to see Michael Jackson after the first accusations, they're so naive and... <laughs> after the first accusations. <laughs> they can't imagine people doing that to kids. But I think our response, I mean, well, some of our responsibilities, like... I'm sorry I laughed at that after, because you're right, like, he's already been accused and you're taking your kids to see... Like, I don't have kids, but like, I don't, why would you do that? <laughs> Even if it's innocent, I'm sorry, but just accuse once, you're done. I'm not going to leave my goddamn kid, if I have a kid, with you, you know, but... Yeah, why would you, wow, why would you let your, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't... Would I don't you take your kid to the concert, though? That's what it sounded like you were saying. <laughs> would you no, let but your kid Don't go you think that's weird? Like, I don't have a kid, so I don't understand, but... Yeah, no, you're not going to drop your kid off with Michael Jackson or Sandusky or whoever to babysit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but so some, that's why Somebody did, right? Yes, because that because there was a second accusation. Yeah. So logic dictated that it happened once, he got away with it. Maybe he's innocent, but to me, anyone getting accused once, even if they're acquitted, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not taking You're judging Yoshi. Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, okay. So I just I'm judging funny. because I think when you're when you're parents I think it's okay to be hypocritical. You want better for your kids, I think. So <laughs> yeah, what? So definitely want better for them than to be molested. Yes. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I met I met plenty of my porno friends, and they were saying like, I have the freedom to do whatever I want with my body. I agree with them, but a lot of them will tell you, if you have a kids, would you want them to do that? A lot of them say no. Do. Well, a lot of the porn stars would say. If they have kids, they don't want them to do porn. To do porn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody <coughs> wants their kid to grow up to do porn. Yeah. That's not on the registry of things. That, what are you, you going to do when you grow up? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. There, oh. There's um, how much time you have left. Oh, we're good for a few okay. more minutes. But there were so many things I wanted to talk to you about. That's why I'm wondering if we should do more than one. Because we didn't even get to your whole magazine stuff. So what I was thinking was that we <coughs> do. Uh, sometimes I'll do like two episodes with one person since we're here anyways do you have some more time like we yeah, can yeah, yeah. finish this uh, finish this thought like uh, this conversation and then we'll come back because i can Yoshi I, can, can i just can is I amazing just and yeah go oh what, um what are you gonna say august when, when are you releasing yeah, this i'm gonna i'm gonna release this like today uh, this is so good and then what i'll do is that we'll do another one for next week because this whole uh, this whole other thing we were going to talk about is so good. Yeah, I work with Illegal Magazine. We could talk about it later. Yeah, and, and some of the studies you've been involved in and things. So, I mean, we just jumped into porn, which I always love, but I, I talk about it all the time on here. So I want everybody to hear more about you because you're so fascinating. I, I But there really are connected, you know, like um, porn with uh, sex addiction and alcohol and drug addiction. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. Which is the illegal, uh, which you're leading into the yeah. what we're going to talk about next. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I just want to mention that August 31st is the International Overdose Day Awareness. So I, I've been um, off and on. I lost my job five years ago, so I've been travel overseas for like comedy and stuff. But uh, I hate this fucking drug wars. And um, unfortunately, U.S. policy is the worst one. We're forcing other country to follow our policies. And... Instead of treating like health issues, we be, we just I, I I'm a U.S. citizen. I love this country, but we really became this monster, forcing other country with this drug policies. You know, so we're doing completely opposite what you should be doing. 
uh, we're creating more problems, you know. So August 31st, and then um, August 21st, next Monday, everybody's uh, gaga over uh, solar eclipse. Oh, yeah. But this is, um, there was a it's point. Sunday night, right? The eclipse? Monday morning between Monday 9 to 10 a.m. Um, oh. We live in L.A., so we only see partial eclipse. You have to be like in or uh, Portland, Oregon right, area. Right, to yeah, see yeah. it, yeah. <coughs> but um, I don't even give a shit about that, but August 21st. <laughs> You're like, uh, I don't give a shit about a solar event. 2017. It's the it's, um, 10-year anniversary of this porn girl. Uh, <laughs> she died. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I should have let no, you finish no. your thought. I started laughing too soon. I'm sorry. You're like, I don't give I a don't shit about the eclipse I don't know. this 10-year anniversary. I'm I don't sorry. Know if she she was passed away. That's not funny. Sorry, I laughed at the wrong time. Her Jeez. name was Haley Page, and I don't know if she was murdered or uh, overdosed, but uh, her husband died a month and a half later. And I, I, um, and now, once again, I'm not attacking the Porn Valley, but I, I don't think most people know what happened. They don't probably fucking remember. But this coming Monday, uh, she died 10 years ago. Couldn't be a sweeter person. Uh, just a really nice person. Didn't have the money. So she got into the business. And, you know, everybody have the, all this crazy American dream. And, you know, we have a lot of um, crazy people in stand-up. Or, um, <coughs> I don't know, they're just delusional, you know, what they want to get a career. But she just had this modest dream of having maybe a small business, a family and kids. And um, she, she died from methadone. But we don't know if she was murdered or not. And... Uh, mm. That shit really kind of, I remember, I remember from 10 years ago, so um, there are people too, and we have, there's a tendency to treat sex workers terribly in this country, you know, drug addicts and tra- sex workers, you know, the so. No, from traveling to other parts of the world, when it, it's legal, when things are legal, it, well, that's what we started the whole conversation with in Japan, like, you know, talking about even porn. If yeah. It's, if people are able to get access, it's less likely they're going to overdose or, yeah. or, or and or there will be programs in place to help them. I can tell you from my personal experience that when people start taking anything and then sure. mind altering stuff, it just it destroys them. It changes like the things that they thought they, the things that they truly loved in their life yeah. become very unimportant. Yeah, it's really sad. But that's why until uh, we'll finish in f- a minute. Yeah, you know the, our ancestors were religiously persecuted group of people. So they come over here, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily open-minded group of people either. Right. And what I want to do, you know, by the time when I die, I wish I had something to do in the world where just put your personal preference or discuss over something. Whatever the position you take, just ask yourself, whatever the position you take, are you making the situation worse or better? <laughs> good. That's a good no, thing to ask people that. Yeah. yeah. So you're against legalizing drugs or you're against legalizing prostitution. Okay, maybe you have a good reason, but just ask yourself, do you honestly think the position you take making the situation better? And I'm telling you, I travel so many countries and seeing how they deal with that problem everywhere. It's so, they're so wrong to right. have those positions. Well, they just sometimes you're raised with a position and you don't know how yeah. to get out of it. So, but I, that's a good question. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really sad she passed with for 10 anything. Years ago. You could yeah. apply that to anything in your life. Like, is, is this making it better for yourself and for those around you? Are you just making your, it difficult for, you know, for whatever? Like, you're not accomplishing anything. 
over the weekend I, s I met one of my friend's brother who is trying to become a sister now and uh, it's not something I would do but you you have you you could disagree with people, but you should still respect their decision, it's unless they're terrorists or pedophile or something. What difference does it make to anybody else what somebody decides to yeah. do like that? It really doesn't matter. So, um, well, cool, Yoshi. So thank Maybe you. Maybe next like, week. That's no, no. We're gonna record another one right now. But I'm just gonna say um, real quick. So repeat the date. So the and how people can because you mentioned this the um, addiction day. What oh. what, are, what can people do? It's like a call to, like you did kind me, of a. Me, me, uh, um, I highly recommend everybody read the book, Chasing the Scream. It is the most comprehensive uh, history of a drug, a drug war and uh, how other countries are dealing with it. It is just outstanding work. And uh, I think the guy who wrote the book is Giannis Harry, and uh, it's called Chasing the Scream. And, you know, it's it's outstanding book. If you want to know what's going on with drug policies everywhere in the world, it, it will make your stomach churn mm. because what we're doing in this country is terrible. And I just got back from your country, Vancouver, Canada, East Hastings, with uh, drug injection rooms. I, w I probably saw 80, 90 people inject uh, medical heroin that day, and it works. It's, it's saving people's lives. Well, I mean, like the the prescription pain pill problem in this country is outrageous too. I mean, people are hooked on pain pills and they can't get off of them, and they don't even know they're hooked on them because they're taking something that's prescribed. But it's like awful; it destroys their lives. Yes, and drugs not the problem. When you take the prescription away from them, that's when all the terrible oh, things start. Oh, they go crazy and they're violent and belligerent and horrible. I know, I know, I know. Trust me. So, um, so next Monday is Haley Page's uh, ten year anniversary, and. December 2nd in uh, Off the Cuff Club in Glendale, we're doing the first, second illegal comedy doc comedy show. So oh that's my where. God, how fun. So we did one in Sacramento with Esther Cool. So we we do a show for this illegal magazine. We sell the magazine after the show. And I kind of, in the beginning of the show, tell them well, all the drug policies and stuff like that. Perfect. Okay, well, we're going to come back in a minute and you're going to talk about illegal magazine and some of the um, things you're doing for there. So, what, real quick, Yoshi, where can people find you online? Oh, um. It's um, just Yoshio Bayashi. That's Y O S H I O B A Y A S H I Twitter, Instagram and but um you could always just go uh illegalcomedy.com or you could just email me at dumbyoshi at gmail dot com. Dumbyoshi. So just remember Y O S H I. Yeah. That's easy. All right guys. Thank you so much. Come back next week. You're gonna hear Yoshi again. <laughs>